0: Are you a college student looking for better guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you are slowly looking at jobs, or maybe you are finally getting around to editing your resume. Or maybe you are just getting anxiety awaiting for the question at the next big family dinner, what are you going to do after college? Yep, I've been there. That's why I created my career ebook guide to help guide you on the path to young adult life in your post-grad career. From custom resume templates, ways to improve your LinkedIn, cover letter examples, top interview questions, and so much more. It's all in my ebook guide, which you can find on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog/shop. I am Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. And I guess, welcome to the first episode of the new year. I hope you guys all enjoyed your holidays and enjoyed just, I guess, a slower time, whether it was with your family, friends, or maybe, you know, with the circumstances, you didn't get a chance to be with family. I hope you still had a chance to reflect and think about what you want to focus on going into the new year. And... I will say I am not a resolution person, but I think that's probably in part because I always have something I'm really trying to focus on and trying to implement into my daily life, daily routine, something that's just trying to improve me as a whole. So I think I kind of have a consistent, I guess, like resolution that I'm working on. But um, with that being said, today's episode is going to be obviously pretty focused on how my mindset is going into the new year. I think this is really pertinent because most of us do feel the energy shift going into the new year. Again, whether you believe in having a new year's resolution or not, I'm sure most of us do feel a sense of a fresh start, even though not much is really changing, I think I personally always like to take advantage of the fact that it is a new calendar year and we have an opportunity to just shift our mindset and shift our energy into wherever we want to go. So today I'm going to be talking about some of the questions I asked myself going into this year specifically and what I wrote down from those thoughts. So this is actually from a journal prompt I did the other day um, and the reason why I wanted to do this again as a solo episode is because most of the episodes I have this coming quarter is a lot of guests so this is probably one of the fewer solo episodes I'm going to have this quarter yeah I just really wanted to share my thoughts on this so with that being said we're going to dive right into the episode. Okay, so when I wrote down this journal prompt, I really felt aligned to the question and the thoughts that I had going into this year. Because I think for me, over the past couple of months, I have really been focused and working on how I can be 1% better each day and a lot of that has to do with my mental state and my physical state. If you guys have been listening for a while, you probably remember or recall the times where I talked about how I was kind of flustered over this, I don't know, fling I had with a guy, and I realized that even if it had gone a direction where I would date him, I didn't really feel like I was the best partner yet. And I think it takes a lot of self-awareness to say that you're not at your best yet. And again, we're always going to be better, right? But I I do believe that there are some things in life that you can optimize more and get a better result in. So again, for me, that was, I could improve myself in X, Y, and Z ways where I feel more confident and comfortable in pursuing something like a relationship or whatever that may be. So the question that I asked myself for this journal prompt is, who are you when you are at your best and you are proud of? I broke this down into pretty much like three components. I talk about physically, where I am in my career, and then where I am at emotionally. And I think this is a really useful question to ask yourself and think about especially at the beginning of the year because like I said a there's a lot of energy shifts right now b I think after last year 2020 and with the things that has brought us I would say a lot of us are really trying to optimize and put ourselves in a better position to really just be our best selves, right? And I think we're for the most part if you're listening to this at least for the most part we're all trying to be our best in whatever way we can. But when I first heard this question as a journal prompt, I was like, "Whoa. That's actually a really great question and kind of mind fucking if you think about it, but I will share my personal answers and some of it might sound I don't know kind of detailed and harsh like I guess in a way the way I like say to myself but I think with this question it allows you to be as brutally honest as you want and some of these things I'm may already have and I'm aware of it but I still write it down so it shows me that I already have some of the elements I'm looking for in myself when it comes to being my best I you know maybe there's other small improvements I can be making right so this allows me to see what those small improvements could be and then also before I dive into it I do want to say as well I think this prompt was more so about describing who you are and I feel like I have gone past that point on describing myself in terms of someone that has integrity, someone that has a lot of honesty and grit and whatever and so I'm very aware of those traits that I want to continue to have and emulate but with certain parts of myself uh, not being up to par with what I want. I felt like this was, again, very ideal for me to talk about. Okay, so the first thing I touch on is the physical aspect. Again, uh, this might come as a shock to some of you, but I wrote down bullet notes for, I am at my best when physically. Uh, The first one was that I was between a specific weight range and I'm fully aware weight is just a number And it doesn't really reflect on who, like, it doesn't really reflect on how you actually look. I get it because muscle weighs more than fat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I pinpoint this weight range though because I remember when I was at my fittest, if you will, especially when I was an athlete and I was... Again, even less than this weight range, like significantly than I had mentioned. But I know basically that if I could be like that again, but with more muscle, and then again, taking into account that I am a young woman now and I have grown, I have curves, all of that, I feel that my body would be optimized at this weight range. So, again, I'm not saying I recommend to put down a weight range for yourself if you're going to do this exercise, but that's just my personal preference because I am trying to lose healthy weight and that's only about five to eight pounds which isn't that much but I think kind of just visualizing that on paper saying okay it's between this range for me I think that is a healthy way to look at it because for me at least I don't like starve myself. I don't do any poor dieting habits. I just know that um, more so like for example when I wake up at 6 a.m to go on a run or to work out to do boxing whatever to me it's a reminder like hey you're going towards your best self because you're going to tone up more. You're going to get closer to this weight range and kind of shred some unneeded weight whatever and again that's just my mindset when I look at it. The second thing I wrote down was more toned abs slash six pack. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say my abs are as toned as previous times. Again, I'm I'm like I don't know what else to say about it, but I do think I just look my best when I have that. Um, personally, again, personal preference. I okay. So something else I did write down as well. I did say running a mile under eight minutes. So I struggle with running and I don't know why, but I do. And truth be told, I would say my mile time right now, if I was like really trying, would be maybe nine minutes. But on a day where I'm like just going at a pace and just trying to just finish, I would say my mile time is closer to 9 minutes and 30 seconds, which is, to me, embarrassing because I used to run a mile at 6 minutes and 30 seconds. I think the fastest time I ever had was 6 minutes and 12 seconds. I used to have to run a mile, I think it was under, under 7 minutes for field hockey. It might have been 6.45 too. I don't know. But I remember that I was just so fit and just happy back then too. I was always sweating and and really getting active exercise. And I know that I actually shared this with one of my best friends. His name is Harry and he plays college tennis and his mile time is like five minutes or so. And so when I run with him, I obviously feel kind of embarrassed, but he's such a great friend where he reminds me like, hey, you can make this one of your goals. Like for, for us, actually, last year, um, it's so funny how long this goal has been kind of ongoing for. But last year, we both made a goal and shared it with each other where he wanted to finish X amount of books by a certain time. And I wanted to run a mile under, I think at the time it was like, yeah, maybe 8 minutes or 7 minutes and 30 seconds. And obviously, I did not reach that. But when I was writing this out on the physical portion, I recognized that I've wanted this for a while. I just haven't tried hard enough. So I I would say my endurance and my overall fitness, like my overall fitness would be just a lot more at my peak if I was running a mile under 8 minutes and... I think I could be pushing myself more, like even when I'm running right now at a nine minute, 10, like nine, 10 pace, I don't think poorly of myself, but I do know that I could be doing better, right? So when you're aware of that, you go, okay, what is a goal that I'm gonna shoot for? So I think for me, it's like, okay, if I'm running a mile, like I think for like the first month, I'm just going, my goal is just to go run a mile and not feel bad about it, not feel you know, too out of breath after the mile, whatever that might be. And then I think going into February, for example, that's when I could be like, okay, your current average mile time is X. How can you shred 15 seconds off your next time you run the mile? You know what I mean? Again, that's kind of how I used to do it when I was training as an athlete. So I'm looking forward to having this as a focus because, again, it's not about oh, I wanna be more fit. It's really like, hey, I wanna be close to the endurance I used to have. Again, eight minutes is nothing, I mean, it's not that close to what I used to be, but to me, it's like, hey, you're meeting halfway and you are still happy, healthy, whatever, you can do it. You just have to push yourself to get there. So I encourage you to think of a goal like this as well, where it's something you've wanted to do for a long time, whether that's health related or maybe about mental stuff. And you know that you kind of slack a little bit in this area. I would highly recommend writing it down and saying, you know, putting it under the category of, hey, this is one of the things I can do when I am at my best and I'm proud of myself. The last bullet note I have in my physical section is to be able to play a tennis match with energy left. I don't really know where I was going with this but I think ultimately I know that if I were to play a two set match right now that would be a killer workout whereas I used to play a two to three set match where I was you know it could be like a two hour three hour match and I was tired after but like I don't know if I could even get through a match right now. I don't know. It's 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 sad, but again, I I feel excited when I think about some of these things on my physical list of what I can work towards because I've done it before, right? So here I am coming in as almost like my own coach saying, Okay, these are some of the guidelines of what we're working with. What can you do as the next step to get there? So again I'm going to say and admit that I know some of these things, there are people out there that won't agree with me and say it's like kind of an unhealthy way to put it. I just think for me with where I'm at and my level of self-awareness on what I can do and the extra push I need, I felt like sharing my honest thoughts with myself as to what I think I look like when I am at my best, I felt like that was very important To be honest and be like, okay, so if this is what you are physically looking like, feeling like, you know, after a match, after a run, okay, what is the next thing we can do tomorrow to get one step closer there? What is the next thing we can do to be 1% closer and 1% better towards actually being able to do that? Because I think it would be amazing if I could hit most of these bullet notes on my physical list to I mean especially this year and you know just simply looking and feeling my best. So that is the first part on the physical section. The next section I have when it comes to reflecting on who I am when I'm when I'm at my best is the career part. So I had very light bullet notes and thoughts for this because I felt like it is Somewhat vague, but I still have a pretty clear idea on that. So, I did say the first one being I am working for myself with genuine enjoyment and fulfillment. I want to preface a few things on this because I even thought about it as well. I don't think I wouldn't be great in a corporate setting because I am in one right now, but I also don't think I would be also like completely at my best if I was just working for myself. That's why I did add the comment of I have to be working for myself with pure fulfillment and this is something I love to do, it's not a chore because I feel like there are certain projects I've done when I was working for myself where it wasn't really that enjoyable and so I want to make sure that I don't get those confused Yes, working for myself is where I find that I am probably at my best in terms of my level of thinking, my level of control, my ability to do the things that I want to do and perform them at my best. Like For example, this podcast means a lot to me and I do strongly believe that I have great public speaking skills, have great you know whatever voice speaking whatever and my ability to produce and edit this podcast I think this is something that could be a career for me down the road and I do find fulfillment in it obviously I think it would be a little I don't know a paradox if I didn't considering the title is what fulfills you so that is I think the career part can take longer than most of the other areas in life when it comes to when I'm at my best but that's why, like I said in the beginning, I don't get too specific on it but I do point out the key traits that I need to be feeling within my job or my career when it comes to being at my best. And then the second thing I have is, I think very important, stable with financial income. So, those two really have to line up where I guess technically, you know, I really could be working for someone else in having full fulfillment and then also financial stability. But with the nature of who I am, I find that again, I work best for myself and on my own and the cherry on top is having full stability on financial income and whatever and that's obviously two very tough mixtures to have so it's going to be something I am reminding myself and working towards um, over the next couple of years because I do have many things on my plate right now but fortunately I, I have the fulfillment and enjoyment component it just might not have all the areas yet like for example i'm not fully working for myself right now and um financially it's obviously well but i do have a scope of where the numbers could be um to be in a better place as well so those are my thoughts on the career area i think for you especially if you're in college or in your or you are in your 20s if you want to think about who you are or when you're at your best in your career, think about how you're feeling on a day-to-day basis. And I think that kind of comes back to how I choose the job for, for myself when I was you know, applying to nine to five jobs. I think about how are you feeling on a daily basis? What is your daily schedule look like? What time are you waking up at? Like that kind of thing. Because at the end of the day, what good is a career when we don't, like it and we kind of dread Sundays because of Mondays (laughs) so that's just some food for thought. The last component of reflecting on who I am at my best is on the emotional and I guess mental section. So this is going to be me being super candid and I think this one is a great part to be super honest with yourself because this is going to be where you really find improvement in your life. I think most of us have trouble working on ourselves and then actually applying some of the changes that we want. I think for everyone, it's really hard. But I will say some of these, I guess, components or whatever, elements of my emotional state and mental state, I think some of these are the reason why I don't feel or believe that I am currently at my best yet for, let's say, being in a relationship. I think that's a huge one that I don't feel like I'm at my best partner level yet. And I think also just with with myself, like the relationship I have with myself, I don't like some of these things that I, I did write down and I'm about to share, so... I wrote these down as traits that I guess I wouldn't have and I wouldn't hold on to when I'm at my best. So the first one is little to no jealousy or comparison with other women. We all have comparison issues, I I think. And if you don't, God bless your soul. (laughs) But I will say when I reflect on how I used to be with comparison, it was definitely way worse back in the day. So I'm grateful to say it has improved slowly, but surely since probably 2017, which is commonly known as my rough patch if you've listened to this podcast for a long time. But I will say too, I I find myself asking my friends and even guys too because they don't really have this issue as much or at least again some of my guy friends you know a lot of them don't look into it too much or read into it too much and I do find that I can sometimes do that and I don't like that at all and so for me, a practice that I am doing, and I think that kind of ties into anxiety a little bit too, is like, you know, for example, when you're in the talking stage with a guy, I wouldn't say I necessarily do this now, but definitely back in the day, even a year ago, I might have looked through who recently followed him, and I might have saw that he had new girls follow him, and I'd get super curious on who they are if if it's a new girl that he's talking to whatever if, if is this is someone I need to like compete against like that's again such an unhealthy mindset and I like I said I don't do that that much right now but I, I can it's not like it's completely out yet so I think of it as like a 100% scale where last year it was probably 80% and now I'm probably at I don't know and so I want to reduce the percentage to like 20 to 10% on how often I, you know, get jealous or maybe look at other people because at the end of the day, what do I gain from looking at who they are? in trying to analyze if i'm better than them or if i'm prettier or if you know they have this more than me you know and like i said it takes a lot for me to admit that on this podcast with how many of you guys that listen but i'm just putting it out there i have these problems as well i know a lot of females do but i kind of think we don't talk about it that much so i'm going to say uh I am at my best when I have little to no jealousy and I'm at like the 10% to 10 to 20% rate of, I guess, like probability of how often I would do the comparison, if that makes sense. Uh, The second thing on the emotional side, I also wrote, oh, this is a big one, not flustered by casual flings and quote, where they are going. So, I have seen worse on this one where I've had girlfriends that would meet a guy and be like, okay, I, I know this is soon, but I want to get married. And they would say this maybe about like two to three guys too. So that's when I'm like, okay. So I'm not like that. But if you listen to the episodes I have with my best friend, Dana, where we do our raw talks and primarily on dating and guys and all that, I do admit on there that a tendency I have is if I'm talking to someone on a, you know, kind of serious level. I mean not like that serious, but it's also not casual either. It's like someone I'm going on dates with, someone that I'm talking to almost every day and having, you know, deep and meaningful conversations. And so with those people, especially with my personality type, I'm I'm a deep lover, I guess. Like I I feel um I, I think it's just because I love meaningful relationships. So to me, when I find a really strong and deep connection, I get, I guess, very in tune with it. And, and then my analytical side starts to take over and it starts to go, where is this going? Do you think you guys are going to date? And it's been two months, like where are things going? And so what I'm trying to say here is that i noticed that it is not a healthy trait for me to have it has never done me well it never improved where the situation was going and truth be told even with a guy that i liked last year his name was zach and i remember telling my friend dana i was like i don't know where this is going um but we've been talking for about two months I don't know, I just got out of a relationship, this might be a next one, I don't know. And But then I would like think about it deeply too. And now I look back a year later and I'm like, <laughs> so what, uh, that was definitely a good move, like we never continued it. So I just basically need to remind myself that those thoughts are not important and they're not gonna help me. And as again, especially because of me, I noticed that the romantic... I guess sector in life is usually the only place that I can kind of get whimsical in my thoughts and not necessarily lose focus but I can allow it into my focus if that makes sense and I don't want that to happen. I feel like I'm at my best when I reduce the Anxious thoughts and reduce the whole, oh my God, where is this going? Where am I going to be with this person? That kind of thing. And then, lastly, I would say um, one final thing on the emotional side is that I'm at my best when I am just genuinely happy when I'm alone and pursuing adventures on a, you know, solo basis. And I would say I already have this, so I I almost stopped writing this down midway through because I'm like, Emily, you already have it, but then I was like, wait, you should still be writing things down even if you already have it, so it's nice to see that I do overall have some of the components of what I would describe or identify myself as when I am at my best and I'm proud of it, and... You know, but it's also nice to see that there are some things that I'm almost there and to be very clear cut on, okay, this is something you're working towards, like right. For example, running a mile under eight minutes or getting more toned abs or, you know, stable with financial income, things like that. I I'm aware and now they're in my mind that these are some of the layers of my life and components, elements, whatever, that will embody me when I'm at my best. So I really enjoyed this exercise. And I think my question to you now is, who are you when you are at your best and you are proud of? Again, I would say there are two options to go about this. You can write down six to eight words to describe yourself. So, you know, for me, I would say Emily is a person with integrity strong character she is charismatic kind of witty you know those kind of words and again um, I think of it too is like how do people describe you when you're not around or you know maybe when your time is up on this earth how do people remember you so you can go that route or and again I've kind of already done that so that's why I did this one instead where you know write down three pillars of life so your physical state your emotional mental state career and write down and again don't be afraid to be brutally honest with yourself because I think that's the only way we can get towards where we want is when we're really fucking honest and we're like yeah honestly I want to be I don't know like five pounds lighter than I am right now like that's when I I do think I look my best and if that's the case then fucking go after it there's nothing wrong with wanting something that you do feel aligned with right make sure you feel alignment with whatever you write down because that's the only way you're going to actually have true desire to get there that is all i have for this episode today i hope you enjoyed this solo episode and found something useful and applicable into your own life for preparing for the new year again i know not everyone is really fond of doing this whole reflection and prepping for the new year and again i'm not really either but i think It's about fucking time that I look at where I'm at and where my best self is and how I can close the gap between the two. And I hope you can do the same as well. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week and all the weeks that you do. And if you've been loving this show, I would so, so appreciate it if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You guys are so incredibly amazing for all of your support. And with that being said, I will chat with you all next week.